Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 503. Hey! November 19th, 2020. The high on this day was 65 degrees, and that occurred in 1930, and the low was five below in 1932. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Do you recall the email from yesterday? Yes. Uh, Chad from Rochester, who wrote who wrote yesterday, would love to hear your thoughts on what is reported here in contact tracing in general. Uh, he's referring to a Rochester Post bulletin story that said 93% of staff who have contracted the virus at the Mayo Clinic did so in the community. Oh, yeah. And that the majority of those who contracted the virus at work did so while eating in a break room with a mask off. And we struggled a bit to understand. He had a good point. We struggled a bit to understand what it was. Well, he's re-emailed us. Okay. Joe, thanks for bringing up my email on the show. I'd like to try again. My questions are really about contact tracing and the stats we are given daily from the media, and more importantly, our government, who are using this data to justify their decisions on closures and limitations on certain businesses. In the Mayo article, they state as fact that almost all of their cases were caught in the community versus at work, where they presumably spend 8 to 10 hours a day. How do they know this? How can they pinpoint the exact moment a person is infected? I understand they look for commonalities when contact tracing, but when 900 people who work together all get COVID, it's tough for me to swallow that they know it didn't happen there. In their own admission, they say a case originated in a break room, meaning the virus was in the building. Did COVID see an opportunity to infect a maskless person as they finished their last Dorito, infect them, and then realize everyone else was wearing a mask and left the building? The governor loves to use the data of outbreaks linked to restaurants. Again, I just want him to show his work. I'm assuming the people who are willing to take the risk of eating indoors at a restaurant are also active in today's standards, going to the grocery store, gas station, liquor store, etc. I'm fairly locked down, but I'm still going to work, getting groceries, walking by people all the time. If I got COVID, I'm assuming they'll ask where I've been in contact with people for the last week or two. Even with my activities curtailed, I think I would surprise myself with how long that list ends up being. It's a great question. Yeah, it is. Well, here's a great email to uh, to be linked to that. Uh, we need Osterholm for more than whatever we have him for. We need I know. him for an hour and a half tomorrow. I know. <laughs> uh, this is really Chuck from Utah. He's not making that up. I'm listening to yesterday's podcast. Tuesday the 17th this was. And you were discussing COVID restrictions. I am not sure how effective any restrictions are, and I will tell you why. My wife and I are currently on about day 10 of COVID infection and recovery. Both of us had mild to medium symptoms, much like a head cold with fatigue. 
We are improving and are grateful it wasn't worse. We both took a test and both tested positive. Now the perplexing part. No one is more paranoid about getting this virus than my wife. We have masks everywhere and wear them. I am no more than one step from hand sanitizer. We stay away from people, even our kids. And guidelines were observed to the maximum. And yet we got it. For the life of us, we can't figure out who we got it from or how. This makes me wonder if all we did was postpone getting it and we could have lived a more normal life all this time. Unexpected consequences. Now that my wife has had it, her feeling is that the restrictions no longer apply to us. We already have it. Almost makes it worthwhile. This really is Chuck from Utah. Well, it makes me wonder, how do you get it? Yeah. (laughs) And how do you know if you... For instance, in my case, I'm convinced I already had it. So is Kenny. Right. No, I am not convinced. Oh, we are. You guys are. We are, yeah. Because I think, because I was with you guys, and if I would have had it, I think you all would have had it. Especially you, John. You sat right next to me. Yeah. Holding hands. You know, I'm, you know. You're a heavy breather, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How do it get here? You know, I know a gal who was easily the most paranoid person uh, that in my circle uh, that I knew about getting it, and she was taking extraordinary precautions. I mean, when she went into an elevator, she'd, she'd scrub her hands after she got out, and she really went above and beyond. She got it, mm-hmm. and she suffered for four weeks. Mm. Mr. Mayor, it was brought to my attention that there's one group of people who don't have to worry about their bars and restaurants being closed. That group is the Indian gaming community. I verified it by a quick call to Treasure Island Casino, and they will be open next week as usual. I think this is a giant slap in the face to every restaurant owner in Minnesota. Couldn't agree more. If stopping the spread of the virus is the objective, wouldn't it behoove Governor Walls to have found a way to place restrictions on that industry, or shouldn't the leaders in the gaming community come forward come forward and agree to participate in the bar and restaurant restrictions, just like everyone else keep pushing back Steve and West Lakeland Township? Well, I, it's a great question. The mayor, or the, the the governor, has an obligation to at least ask the Native American gaming community. To participate in this. Right. So he can ask, but he can't enforce. I know. So yesterday, uh, on my way home, I I stopped at our friends at 30 Bales to grab some takeout for for my crew. And there were maybe a half a dozen people in there, all spaced out. And I'm thinking, well, okay, this is going to come to an end at whatever, I forget the time exact that that it will be imposed. But why is this not okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, these places aren't. Some of these places are just simply not going to be able to reopen. Hauser has been faithfully attending the governor's press conferences on this matter. Mm-hmm. Has Hauser ever asked him the question the fellow from Rochester once asked? How do you know at what point somebody gets it? I can't answer that. I do not know. Do you want? Neither do I. Do you want me to call Tom? Not necessarily. Okay. No. I'm just. Yeah. I'm did, he, did the did the governor address that a bit yesterday with restaurants? I thought he did, where he said uh, they looked at the numbers and the people who ate in the restaurants, whatever. Well, it was you, addressed you know I mean? yesterday. We we covered it extensively in yesterday's Star Tribune. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wouldn't that be true? Of- 
Outbreaks in restaurants and bars are linked to nearly 2,800 infections uh, at close to 140 locations, according to data. Gyms have had 48 outbreaks that resulted... Please turn your phone down, Joe. Uh, in 747 <laughs> cases, or about 15 cases for each outbreak, yeah. which does not jibe with what we heard on Channel 5 News, or was it Channel, I think it was Channel 9, um, was it the owner of Lifetime Fitness, Yeah, Chris? The, the CEO, Brahma Karate, spoke, and it was, he, he wasn't trying to take on the governor in any way, he was just trying to provide information, because I, I used to work there. All right. And I know the steps that they took to try to keep everybody safe. And they did a really good job. They spent a ton of money and resources on just simply trying to keep their members safe. And, you know, there's, there's this giant blanket now that the governor has tossed over that entire industry because maybe a couple of different facilities weren't following proper protocol. Chris, what would you like to see happen? What would be optimal? How would, do we stop this and or slow it? What's the answer? I don't think we can. I, I so mean, we should I, just, I, no, today's no, no, no. headline was a, a new peak, you know, every mm -hmm. day is a new peak. What do we do? Well, we just I, let it, we just let people get it and die? No. Well, we have the man tomorrow that can, let's ask him that. Mike Osterl, let's ask him. I've already him. got a whole list of stuff for <laughs> And again, so I, do I. Kenny, I'm not, I'm not anti-lockdown. in a word. I, I'm not, I, I just don't get the, it just seems that there's this gigantic double standard is I guess the, the only issue that I have. Well, it was brought up, uh, called to my attention. I, I don't know if I'm buying into it, but it, it's a theory that, it, like, say, when you're in a store, you're moving around, you're not crowding next to each other, you're, there's constant movement. Um, in places like gyms, uh, you're stuck in there for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. Um, but you're again, spaced with, out. You're, you're, you know, when I... Yeah, I can't... Uh, I'm not the guy to argue with. Um, well, I guess I was just trying to ask question. I... And then uh, with gyms also, and I think the governor might be thinking this, heavy breathing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Kenny? Yes, sir. Uh, Nate wants you to know... Uh, wrap your lettuce in paper towels to keep it from wilting. Yeah, I've heard that from a number of people. Yeah, I thought I'd give you that as a public service announcement. Thank so you. A, a bag of lettuce, you just pour it out and wrap it in paper towels? Paper towels. And then okay. maybe put it into something else? Put it in a, a baggie, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Or, I got a novel idea, just eat it. <laughs> well, if you buy a big bag, Chris, it doesn't oh, matter. I, I suppose. Well. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> this is this kind of discussion is for the end of the show when Joe uh, is, is tired and doesn't want to be here anymore. John, He's already you, uh, shuffling paper. Do you buy your oranges in a bag or a box? I forget. <laughs> yeah, I like the box. Yeah, yeah. Here, Joe, take over. Joe, I, Joe. I am. I am about to. Dear Joe, I'm sort of proud of myself just now. I made it through one hour and four minutes of podcast number five hundred one without screaming at you through the ether because of all the schizophrenic things you said. Hmm. For example, wow. you are exactly correct about the Seattle City Council and California Governor numbnuts, but you are exactly <laughs> wrong about fraudulent voting in the recent presidential election. Here we go. Millions of votes have been cast illegally for Biden by the misuse of mail-in ballots, and the Democrat voting software is used to count votes in Michigan and several other Democrat-controlled states has been proven to switch votes from the Republican candidate to the Democrat. Many thousands of votes in Michigan have already been acknowledged to be victimized by their software. Hundreds of thousands of ballots were found in Georgia and showed 
only a vote for Biden and nothing else marked. But you just cover your eyes and ears and say, move along, nothing to see here. (laughs) But at 104 of the podcast, what really got me upset is your rant about vaccine distribution and President Trump. To start with, Biden has no legal or constitutional standing to do anything presidential until January 20. Much to your chagrin and to the detriment of the Democrat Party machine, Donald Trump is still president today and will be until 11.59 p.m. a.m. on January 20th and quite possibly for another four years after that. And haven't you yourself said many times that no good outcomes of any kind that were achieved by Trump will ever uh, gain him any credit from the Democrats or the media? Why do you think Biden should get any credit for the creation and distribution of vaccine when he has done nothing at all? I, I don't think I gave Biden any credit for a vaccine. No, no, I, I don't I, recall that. No, no, actually, we were rather no. harsh on Biden. Just two days ago, I heard the CEO of Moderna uh, announce on CNBC's morning show their progress towards the approval of their vaccine, and he gave full credit to the Trump administration for making it possible. Not one word about Biden, who was no doubt hiding in his basement all during the development of this vaccine. And what precisely would you have Trump or Biden do to promote the swift and efficient distribution of vaccines. Trump has worked very hard with the FDA and CDC to accelerate the testing and approval of a new vaccine for a new disease. We will now have to rely on the pharmaceutical companies and their healthcare distribution networks to get the vaccine where it is most needed right away. Do you honestly believe that Biden would be able to help with that? Seriously, Billy Bob in Texas. Billy Bob raises a very good point, Joe, and the Star Tribune begrudgingly uh, agrees with him via a um, an op-ed piece that came from the Tribune ner- uh, News Services today. Headline, believe it or not, Trump deserves credit for this. And yes, he's the one that pushed it through. Normally, it would take 4 to 15 years if they could even find one. Well, because he stripped the red tape away and said, let's yep. go here. Yeah. Yep. One one note concerning the beginning of that, uh, when he said Biden has no power or whatever because he was not president yet, uh, there's actually a story today about Pfizer uh, saying it's in regular communication with the Biden uh, transition team uh, concerning distribution. So, yeah, they're already working on that, the transition team. And you have to remember, it's going to take a while, possibly uh, up to six months or more uh, for all of us to get it, uh, just because it takes so much to get these things made they have to gather the material then they have to put it together and it's basically an art form uh and and it's just going to take a while and then we're assuming the health workers are going to get the first round correct as they should yeah yep after jesse uh billy bob from texas (laughs) watch that's right billy bob from texas wants me to understand that he's perfectly comfortable believing that there are six million fraudulent votes cast. Uh, Six million votes separate Biden from Trump as of this moment. Uh, And I'm I'm not buying that you're going to find six million votes in a dumpster or six million votes with just Biden's name on it. I'm having a hard time with that. I'm having a hard time believing that there... Because that's tantamount to saying then, this country is essentially over. It's so corrupt... It's so manipulated by one party or the other, in this case it would be the Democrats, that you're telling me that uh, uh, Trump has been undone by six million fraudulent votes. I'm not buying it. May I bring up two mm-hmm. stories, please? Mm-hmm. 
So, again, I know I get ripped by people I know and people I don't every time this subject comes up, and that's fine. I, I know most of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> most of them are good friends of ours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just want to bring up two stories. And, again, at the end of it all, I, I don't care who's president. I really don't. Oh, I think you do. No, that, I, go no, ahead, I really go don't. Go ahead. I, John, Speak. it's not going to affect my life. I'm still going to have a job. I'm still going to have a family. It's, I, I really well. don't care. Okay. But just let me bring up two stories. One is from the Los Angeles Times, and the other is from a news station, WMAZ 13. Los Angeles County authorities announced Tuesday a 41-count criminal complaint against two men, including one running for mayor for allegedly submitting thousands of fraudulent voter registration applications. Carlos Antonio de Born Montrego and Marcus Raul Arvelo uh, submitted over 8,000 registration applications on behalf of homeless people over a four-month period. Uh, Montenegro also faces perjury charges for forging voter information on his own paperwork to get on the ballot. Here's a story from Georgia. The Georgia Secretary of State's office announced on Tuesday that uh, said, excuse me, that more than 2,700 uncounted votes have been discovered on a, on a count. How you doing, Larry? Hi, Larry. Larry. Larry's getting bored, Chris. Yeah, Larry Speed is treating up. my story how Joe treats John's newscast. Exactly. Uh, election well, officials had suspected the memory would be found. Uh, Gabrielle Sterling in the Secretary of State's office said because the amount of people the county had checked in to vote was higher than the number of total votes they re- that they were reporting on election night okay uh, how me, many me, how many in georgia uh 2700 in georgia and, and then eight uh, thousand in los angeles so that's ten thousand. Yo, yo 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 pass the mic to john uh so I, I would submit then you have two cases there that were caught are you saying because of those two cases there are probably hundreds more yes or that we're catching the well i'd see it the other way that we're catching the ones that are screwed up yeah, and I don't think we had a little discussion before we started the Ramsey County thing and thir- 318 uncounted uh, absentee ballots. That's not fraud. It's a simple mistake. They discovered their mistake. They're making it good. Well, and plus how many, we don't even know who those votes were for. Right. My point would be, what my point would be, given the two Reavers examples, and <laughs> 318 absentee ballots not counted in, Saint, in Ramsey County, uh, that doesn't get you very close to 6 million. Right. Um, in the Ramsey County case, they were notifying 131 candidates affected by the error. Uh, 21 minutes ago, Rudy Giuliani uh, says that they have, quote, more than double the number of votes needed to overturn the election in terms of provable illegal ballots. I don't well, believe. Let's, let, let's have it then, Rudy. I mean, yeah, I don't it. believe. When, been, if Rudy told me what time it was, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> they've, been, they've been saying that since the election. Where are they? Rudy has sure. become a certified crackpot. Yes, he has. Well, yes, he has. <laughs> I'll say. I was I was trying to figure out what kind of bait to dangle in front of you to say that, and you just <laughs> came right out and said it. Congratulations. Well, he's nuts. You know what's turning me around? There's a kid that you used to have, Such, and mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't live in this state, and He's smarter than all four of us put together, including his old man, (laughs) and he doesn't believe that there's fraud involved, and he's done the legwork and the research to back his claim up, and uh, he's a smart guy. And he's no dyed-in-the-wool Democrat, I can assure you. Right, right. right. In fact, what he told me is, I voted for Biden, I hope I never have to vote for a Democrat again. 
Oh, you just outed for him. You outed mm. him. Yeah, he's <laughs> not going to hear it. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, but he, he is a he, he is a, a thinker. He's a thinker, and mm-hmm. he's he's loath to tolerate uh, people who keep trying to tell him that this is all fraud. He's he's not buying it. He's not buying it. He has great hope for this country. He doesn't have the ingrown cynicism that Chris and I probably have. Right. I'll give him that for sure. Oh, no. He can be cynical. <laughs> can he? Yeah. But I think I... Uh, he must get that from his mother. Because <laughs> <laughs> his dad certainly isn't. We said, we said earlier that... Well, we set it off the air. But presidential politics has been reduced to policy trumps, lowercase t, policy trumps character. Every single person I know who voted for Trump did not vote for Trump's character. It doesn't exist. They voted for the policies that have been brought about or they hope to see brought about. Then there are a faction of people, there are a faction of people uh, who could no longer stand the character. And we're are willing, are willing, to uh, hold on, uh, and hope that Biden's merely a placeholder, and that uh, reasonable policy can return to Washington in 2024, because they could no longer stand the character. The character is appalling. And it's I appalling. I don't disagree with that thought. But what what evidence do you have that would suggest we're going to get that kind of candidate in 2024? Because look what we've been reduced to these last few elections since Obama took office. I mean, we had Hillary and Trump in 2016. Are you kidding me? Hillary, who, by the way, uh, told Biden before the election, don't you dare concede. Demand a recount if you have to. Yeah. Well, and I if hate playing that a, game. It's whataboutism. I hate playing from what, whataboutism. Right. Mm-hmm. From what you said, Joe, though, if you're voting uh, for policy and you don't care about character, isn't that in itself cynicism? Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's... See, I can't do that. I can't definition. do that. No, yeah. and I mean, obviously me neither, as you guys know, and listeners know. I guess I'm paying the kid a compliment. Hi, <laughs> <Like> Chris. <laughs> I guess I'm paying the kid I used to have a compliment. He's he's not going to sacrifice character for policy. It, it just the character flaws got to be too much. I understand. Mm-hmm. And he's demonstrating them right now. He's sulking. He's petulant. <laughs> oh, they're going to have to drag him out. <laughs> There's sandbags under every window and mattresses pulled to the pulled to the war room. You're equating this with the mafia going to the mattresses? Absolutely. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Joe. Jeez. I'm not going to burn the bridge. I'm just going to blow up the waterfront. Oh, I guess. Oh, okay. Man. No, if you guys think I'm tickled about the incoming administration, you couldn't be more wrong. They terrify me. Okay. Uh, I had this yesterday and didn't get to it. President-elect Joe Biden said Congress should take immediate action to forgive student loans. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what, then? Yep. Joe, are you going to write me a check? Because I paid for three kids to go through school. Yeah, when am I getting my money back? When, I want yeah, my money. Me too. Me I too. want my money. Biden's appeal and came after Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said Biden should take executive action to waive student debt 
A Biden official told Fox News that the president-elect is calling for immediate action to forgive $10,000 of student loan debt for borrowers, but that action should take place in Congress. Immediate $10,000 forgiveness of student loans helping people up there in real trouble, Biden said. They're having to make choices between paying their student loan and paying their rent, those kinds of decisions. Biden said it should be done immediately. Schumer and Senator Elizabeth Warren advanced a plan saying Biden should use his executive authority to cancel up to $50,000 of student debt well, why stop per there? borrower. Why per stop borrower. There? Come on. I have a proposal from Elizabeth Warren that the first $50,000 of debt be vanquished, and we believe that Joe Biden can do that with the pen as opposed to legislation, Schumer said. Biden has called for more modest forgiveness, $10,000 in student loan debt, as part of a broader coronavirus relief package. Schumer said Biden has the power under the Higher Education Act to order the Department of Education to reduce or waive student loan debt without congressional approval. He said it would provide total forgiveness to more than 75% of borrowers and partial forgiveness for more than 95%. But But having taxpayers absorb the cost of massive student debt could face political resistance in lawsuits. No kidding. Yeah. Outstanding student loan debt has doubled over the past decade to $1.7 trillion, with one in six Americans owning money. It's the second largest amount of debt owed by Americans after home mortgages. And to think, kids, you're all attending miserably failed academies. <laughs> miserably yeah. failed that, academies. Meanwhile, who's going to eat this up? I mean, somebody's got to pay the college, and at the same time, the college... Uh, the colleges, the failed academy, are begging for money because they're having a hard time surviving. So, you know. I have no uh, sympathy for the failed academy. Let them use their endowments till it's gone. Well, nor do I. But my point is somebody's going to pay. Well, the, the colleges have been paid. It's the banks that right. will, will be on the line for the debt. Oh, you're right. Thank you. And, and the government's been the middleman. Yeah. Yeah. But what, have we addressed what happens in the future then? If in five years somebody wants to go to college, they get a student loan, does it still work the way it used it's to then? Certainly, no, 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 John. What would happen in the future? College is free then? That's yes. right. You well, that's to, what the squad wants. Government, yep, government college where uh. the first course is critical race theory. If you're white, <laughs> you're racist. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. That's that thing, but I don't know why. That's the question that we're all facing. Can Biden resist being pulled that far left? No. Look what he's doing now. Look what no. he's doing now. He's, he's not said, even in office yet, no, and he's already Such, pulling He's got crap. no balls. His career has represented. He'll Whatever way the wind goes is the way he's going. Anything to do to stay on that third rail, yep. please. Well, then the question becomes this. Will the country be so unrecognizable in four years that a new Republican candidate wouldn't stand a chance? In other words, are we going down this rabbit hole forever? Absolutely. You know what we need to do? And this is where we're headed. A worldwide reset button. (laughs) Don't get me going on that. (laughs) I've got the page up. I'm ready to preach, brother. I'm ready to shout amen. Well, it's it's certainly become a topic. Uh, It's called the Great Reset. And it's starting to infiltrate the mainstream news gathering institutions tell me more joe it's the idea that the pandemic is presenting a great opportunity to the likes of justin trudeau 
the pandemic is presenting a great opportunity to completely reset the way the world works. No more capitalism, no more private property. Mm. Uh, it will be determined what you do. Uh, it will be determined where you go. Uh, and uh, I, I know that sounds conspiratorial. And Are you I, wearing Ingi's uh, big tinfoil hat right now? Well, uh, Kenny, back me up here. <laughs> this, is, this isn't necessarily uh, conspiracy theory. This is no. real people this, saying this. This, this is a plan. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, it's not just crackpots here. I don't know who masterminds it. I haven't read enough about it yet to determine who's masterminding it. Well, I, I have I'm a thought. On a, go ahead, Chris. Uh, we, well, I don't know if I should do this. I'll, I'll make my suggestion off the air because I don't want people to think I'm nuts. They already <laughs> I am do. on a website they already called... Too, too late, Chris. All right, I'm, I'm on a website called World Economic Forum. <laughs> yep, and, that's where I'm at. And it's a .org, which should scare us, but uh, they're, they're promoting it. They're selling it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm text to get to you guys right now. Go. And their their website does say the World Economic Forum is starting the Great Reset Initiative, so uh, it's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Reavers, you are nuts. Okay, <laughs> if you want to go down that road, and I certainly do not. Ideologically, of course, I do not. Uh, it takes us back to the discussion we had about risk and my insistence that I saw a deeper meanings behind Chris Ayersman saying, well, you know, if you see your brother-in-law at an outdoor table, that's, that's, that's not, that's the little risk, but it's not no risk. And I, mm-hmm. I, I had myself convinced that if you want to take people down the road of there being no risk, I'm afraid there's people very malleable to the idea that they just soon have a reset because they have no intention of achieving anything anyway. So they'll be very comfortable with a no-risk life brought to them by some state power. Mm-hmm. And I know people like that. We yes, all do. I do. Yep. 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 More than willing. So this, this pandemic, uh, it obfuscates... I gotta look that up. It clouds. Okay. It clouds. clouds. <laughs> it can cloud terrible things in terms of government power. I have hung on and hung on and hung on and continued to believe that Walls doesn't get up in the morning and nudge his wife in the ribs and say, Good deal, I got another day to be king. I, I just don't see that. I just don't see it. I don't see what's in it for him to destroy a restaurant business. I, I, I'll continue to believe he's trying to save lives. But I think I'm on the right track when I also say he'd be terrible, terribly comfortable saying uh, no boating above 24 miles an hour. If for nothing else, it'd be a great way to not burn fossil fuels. Yeah, I, I can see this heading in all kinds of directions that are terribly uncomfortable directions. Oh, me t- Sorry, Kenny. Uh, me too. Speed kills. Speed burns fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. We're going to lower the speed limit. And we're, we're doing that. Better. We've done that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing, doing that, that in Minneapolis. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> You're welcome. And where does it end? You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't. That's the. Maybe that's it ends answer. with the. Maybe it ends with the Great Reset. <laughs> I don't want oh. there to be a Great Reset. No. Oh, 
Which brings us back to an old question in Garage Logic. Why is this country so <laughs> determined to commit suicide? Because they're unhappy. Because they think the system's against them. Because they're unwilling to actually go out and achieve on their who's, own. I, I, who's they? The people that are comfortable with this way of, of living. The, the, I was going to ask Joe to, um, to edit his question. Why is the left so determined to kill this country? I, I because don't think they, the entire country wants to commit suicide, Joe. I think the left wants to kill it. Because they've, they're successfully selling the idea that it's a, a white patriarchal founding that uh capitalism is bad capitalism marginalizes too many people yep uh they resent achievement because achievement is not distributed equally that's what they would do there is no such thing as distributing achievement by the way but that's what they would that's what they would insist on how do they not see that capitalism keeps people employed that evil guy that's making millions and millions is also has uh 10, 50, 100, 2,000 people employed and working and supporting families and business. How do they not see that? And why is that so evil? Because they've been brainwashed, Kenny. The academies failed them. Yep. Look at, look at how immune we have found Fry and the Minneapolis City Council to be. Look at how immune they are to criticism. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Get your turkey while you still can. Yeah. Get to Grunhofer's and get a turkey. And I got news for you. There's a turkey warning out right now. Really? Warning? That's right. 10 to 12-pound turkeys are already sold out. Thanksgiving is now seven days away. So call Grunhoffers to reserve your fresh free-range turkey, two ninety-nine a pound, 651-426-2800. This is Grunhoffers old-fashioned meats at the north end of Hugo on where else? Highway 61. These are magnificent turkeys. You'll never taste a better one, but typical of Grunhoffers, they're flying off the shelves, just like the meatloaf, the brats, the thick-cut bacon, the double-smoked ham, the tomahawk steaks, the Philly patties, the rookie burgers. It's meatertainment. It's the world's greatest meat emporium, and we have it right here in Hugo on Highway 61. But get cracking on that turkey. Get going, because uh, Spencer's not kidding. He told a guy yesterday, a guy came in and said, I want a 28-pound turkey, and Spencer told him, well, fine, but i got to clear that with the governor. (laughs) (laughs) It's a humorous meat market as well. That's right. (laughs) Go in there for a meatloaf and a laugh. Oh, it's just great. It's uh, right on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo, 651-426-2800. Call Grunhoffers to get on that turkey list. Cancer, the word nobody wants to hear. Worrying about your legal rights should not be the first thing you deal with when faced with a cancer diagnosis. But you do have legal rights. Many people are unaware their cancer may be related to exposure on their job. Asbestos, benzene, and cleaners are among many chemicals that cause cancer. Let the lawyers at CancerLaw.com help your family with medical bills, lost wages, and funeral expenses. Passionate, experienced Minnesota lawyers at CancerLaw.com can help you focus on your health and family. Visit CancerLaw.com. Larry? Yeah. Larry's ready, too. Larry's good. Ooh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, Here's a man that loves watching Hallmark. 
He's Joe Souchere. You know, you guys, you got to lay off that. I mentioned I, uh, that I had a particular writing interest in it, and I glance at them uh-huh. occasionally. All right. Yeah. So uh, I also got an email from Larry from Manitoba thanking me for suggesting Chill Boys. You are more than welcome, Larry. Thank you for supporting our sponsor. Chill Boys are the most comfortable underwear that you will ever own, and they are a proud supporter of the Garage Logic podcast. The entire crew here has made the switch. You should do the same. Go online, get your holiday shopping done early for that special someone in your life. Chillboys.com. All orders that are over 40 bucks, by the way, they ship fast and free throughout the entire country. Place your order. Let them know that you heard about it right here on GL. They have the best customer service department around. Julie is a rock star, and she will help you. Chillboys.com. Let them know you heard about it on GL. Joe, we have a special guest on the phone line. Mm-hmm. What's up, brah? Um, what color frock do you watch the Hallmark uh, Christmas movie? <laughs> red or kind of a velvety green? It's a I have coat. some... Uh, I have some coat. I have some Hallmark movie titles coming up in today's show as they might be written by me and Pat. <laughs> Got it. Jeez, I thought you'd be doing more serious stuff like this whole shutdown and COVID thing and you're doing Why are you on the air, Hallmark son? Um, I'm on the air for Give to the Max Day. All right. Uh, I I rarely take advantage of my position as a uh, board member <laughs> of second store. <laughs> but I am going to plead for money today at Give to the Max. If you do not know about a dozen years ago with a couple of great people, uh, we started a charity called Second Stork. And what it does, no religion, no politics, no red tape. It helps the neediest of the needy, uh, people that don't have a, a crib for their baby to sleep in. It's the poorest people, and we don't give it out. We give it to the social workers that work at the hospital that may recognize a need that these people are just caught off guard or just do not have anything. Um, no salaries, none of that stuff. I, we're volunteer based, and what I'm doing is just asking every GLer ten bucks, ten bucks, and give to the max. If we had each GLer that listens to the podcast, we'd have probably two hundred fifty thousand that gave ten bucks. So, if you can give anything, I really would appreciate it. We work our butts off. We just had a board meeting last night. It's very rewarding work, and when the moms are handed this bag of necessities for their baby and they have nothing, it's extremely emotional for the social workers and for those parents. So, Why don't you tell uh, us how we donate? You can go to Give to the Max and then look up Second Stork. It's uh, S-E-C-O-N-D. It's not two, so it's Second Stork spelled out. Throw them 10 bucks. If you do that, guys, you will make a difference. we got a goal of about 17000 this year, and I think we're about halfway there. So if we give a little push, I would appreciate it. Uh, Matthew, I don't have ten dollars. I do have three dollars and quarters. Will that work? <laughs> I'll come by and pick it up. Yep. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So uh, go to give to the, go to give to the go to give to the max. Search out second stork. Yep. Give to the max, and that's that'll pop right up when you Google it. Give to the max, MN. It's Minnesota, and then there's a search. Look for second store and drop five bucks, even if it's five. I don't care what it is. I really appreciate it, though, and I thank you for the time, search. Very good. Uh, good luck. I'm sure you'll do well. I'll, I'll have the results tomorrow, and I'll let you know. All right. Very good. All right. Now I'll go back to being dumb. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, he just introduced you, so I'm sorry. He did. I was going to say, he knew I was coming up, obviously. Right. Right. Uh, this uh, news update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Uh, one quick sports note uh, for fans of the Timberwolves. Yeah. The top top pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Wolves 
took University of Georgia shooting guard Anthony Edwards. Uh, they also surprised some folks by trading and getting Ricky Rubio back. Uh, that coming in a trade with Oklahoma. Was uh, Tony Edwards the right pick? Uh, many believe that he is the top player in the draft, but it, this was one of those years where I don't really think there is a clear-cut number one player in the draft. I did, yeah. though, um, monitor most of it last night while I'm consuming some Harmony Spirits. Mm, that was fun. Because yeah. I'm a nerd. I know, you yeah, are. Yeah. Anthony That's... Edwards was very good in the ER, so, you know. Oh, come on. You're, Thank you. you know, I liked him better Thank as you. Goose. Hold on. Never seen it. I'm the only person in America who's never seen him. Mm. Sorry. Uh, in news, Governor Tim Walz announcing that new set of COVID-19 restrictions, pretty much what we had uh, said it would be yesterday, limiting bars, restaurants, fitness centers, entertainment venues, and youth sports. Uh, bars, restaurants, breweries, bowling alleys, limited to takeout and delivery service. Gyms and health clubs, indoor entertainment venues closed, indoor and outdoor sports suspended. In social, uh, in person, excuse me, social gatherings outside of the household are prohibited. And wedding receptions, private parties, and gatherings are paused. The new measure goes into effect 11.59 p.m. Friday. So tomorrow night, 11.59. They'll last four weeks until December 18th, although the governor said an extension is possible among the businesses not affected hair salons barbershops and retail stores places of worship schools dental offices and elective surgeries are also not limited further by the new restrictions outdoor recreation activities are also still permitted as long as the participants are all from the same household Number of Americans seeking unemployment aid rose last week to 742,000. That's the first increase in five weeks. And the experts say it's just a sign that the uh, outbreak of COVID is likely slowing the economy and forcing more companies to cut jobs. The Labor Department's report today showed the applications for benefits rose from 711,000 in the previous week. Claims had soared to 6.9 million in March before uh, or when the pandemic first intensified before the pandemic applications typically hovered about 225,000 per week. How many millions? I, I forgot the number, but uh, millions and millions are set to lose their unemployment benefits uh, the day after Christmas. And it sounds like the feds are not doing anything to extend that at this yeah. point. Yeah. It's, it, was it 4 million? I, I don't, I saw the figure too. Something like remember. that. But yeah. yeah. Well, they're going to have to get off their ass and jam, Um, you know. Vaccine maker Pfizer says it's already in regular communication with President-elect Joe Biden's transition team as part of ongoing efforts to keep all interested parties updated on its coronavirus vaccine and its distribution. Spokeswoman Sharon Castillo said there's no room for politics in this process. Last Sunday, Biden Chief of Staff Ron Klain said the transition team planned to meet with Pfizer and other vaccine makers as President Trump continues to stall the formal transition process to a new administration. A small plane had to make an emergency landing on County Road 81 in Maple Grove on Wednesday afternoon. According to the Maple Grove Police Department, the landing happened on the 10,000 block of County Road 81. The plane pushed off to the side of the road after the landing. No injuries or property damage reported. The Federal Aviation Administration has been notified and is conducting an investigation. 
Uh, as we heard from Rook, today is Give to the Max Day, where Minnesotans donate to Minnesota nonprofits and schools. Uh, it started well by 9.30 this morning. More than $14 million had already streamed into GiveMN's website, helping bolster organizations statewide during the critical time for year-end budgets, which are strained this year, according to leaders, because of the pandemic. Some nonprofit leaders now worry the influx of donations when the pandemic first hit and then after George Floyd's death spurred a boost in giving to racial justice work and businesses damaged in civil unrest. And they're worried that'll lead to donor fatigue. But Give Minnesota says it's not seeing that trend so far. Ruck wants us to retweet this and I can't find it. Yeah, he hasn't tweeted anything. There's nothing there. Right. Oh, here it is. 49 minutes ago. Go to tweets and replies. What? Go on to Twitter. tweets and replies. On you have Twitter. to look. You have to look up his profile. Is that you the know one what? With the house? Never mind, Joe. Never mind. <laughs> I can't do that. We'll, we'll, we'll do this during a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> President-elect Biden's winning tally is approaching a record 80 million votes as Democratic bastions continue to count ballots. So the uh, we 20- don't know that. <laughs> no, we we do know that. We do know and that. The t- Yes, and the 2020 election cracks turnout records. Biden has already set a record for the highest number of votes, and President uh, Trump is... no know that. No, he has. Okay, and that's President, the last time you're playing that for, for this topic. President Trump has also notched a high-water mark for the most votes for a losing candidate. Uh, it looks like with all the votes being counted, turnout stands at 65% of all eligible voters. That would be the highest turnout since 1908. Eight. Hmm. That's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Over a hundred years, as a matter of fact. Who is that? Who, uh, Taft. Roosevelt. Nineteen. No. Well, Teddy Roosevelt, right? Yeah, Teddy. Not, right. Nineteen oh eight. Oh God! Somebody look it up. I'm on it. Look that up. I'm on Prevent it. the emails. Calling Stop. us idiots. Stop hitting that damn button and look it up. The election. Nineteen oh eight. Presidential mm-hmm. election. Will Howard uh, William Howard Taft defeated three-time Democratic nominee William Jennings Bryan. I guess oh. I was right. Huh. Bryan. Yeah. Good job, Surgeon. Yeah. Wow. How much voter fraud was in the nineteen oh eight? Listen, you know, all you want to do is divide block. the country. <laughs> That's all you want to do. Actually, no, what I want is I want you to get yelled at at home tonight. That's what I want. You don't need any help. I don't need any help. (laughs) Investigators from several law enforcement agencies in Colorado are looking for what they're calling a dangerous person of interest after they found remains of three people on two properties near each other. Where was this, Colorado. Colorado. Wow. The first set of remains were found after a search warrant was executed on one property in the town of Los Sasas in the San Luis Valley on November 10th. Conejos County Sheriff Garth Crowther told reporters during a virtual media conference Wednesday night. The investigation then led to another property nearby where more remains were found. Once the investigation became more extensive, a task force of five separate agencies, including the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, was created. Uh, Colorado authorities are searching for 26-year-old Adre Jordez Burroughs, who has an active arrest warrant for homicide and goes by the nickname Psycho. Burroughs should be considered armed and dangerous. Forensic anthropologists have confirmed that the remains belong to three different individuals. The owners are not living on the property where the remains were discovered, according to the CBI. Uh, Too early, according to sheriff's people, to associate the remains with any missing people's reports i had a girlfriend briefly in my 20s that went by that nickname (laughs) 
So uh, you will be able to see the Peanuts holiday specials on regular television after all. Oh, good. You might remember Apple TV became the home of the comic strips holiday specials last month, pulling them from the airwaves and making them exclusive to people who stream. However, there's now a new deal with PBS. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and a Charlie Brown Christmas will air on the service as well as on its family-focused channel, PBS Kids. The specials will continue to stream on Apple TV as well. Per a press release obtained by Fox News, Thanksgiving, which became available to stream on Wednesday for Apple subscribers, will be on PBS and PBS Kids November 22nd. The special will be free to stream from November 25th through the 27th, and a Charlie Brown Christmas will air on the public TV services December 13th. The special can be streamed by subscribers beginning on December 4th and will be free December 11th through the 13th. All broadcasts will be ad free this used to be one hell of a country when all we had was three channels <laughs> you know i rather enjoy the way it works for me now. yeah i kind of dig I, it too i'm quickly approaching that point of view suit mm-hmm. uh john if i may uh sure uh, we we mentioned that the the trump legal team held a press conference today <laughs> uh did. giuliani specifically mentions Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia throughout the presser. In the presser, he said that the evidence they have is, quote, enough to overturn any election, end quote. And he also said the recount in Georgia will tell us nothing because these fraudulent ballots will just simply be counted again. Uh, he also said, okay, anyway, so that was the update from the Giuliani press conference today. But it's Giuliani. Thanks, He's no, nuts. I, no, I just wanted to, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> putting it out. I'm just and saying. we keep promising stuff, but we never see it. So right, that, right. it'd be nice to see something. I agree. However, your, your three-channel theory flies out the window when I remember that the Grand Tour Madagascar special is coming out here in a couple of weeks. Okay. Which, uh, yeah. You haven't signed up for the Grand Tour, have you? You haven't seen any of those, have you? No. What, what channel is it on? Um, it's, it's, on on, it's, on, it's on Amazon, and it's way, <laughs> way, way better than Top Gear was. Do I, say, I lo- do I say it into the microphone on the remote? Try it. Say it right now. <laughs> Grand Tour. <laughs> Did it come up? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you. my God. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I saw the first three. What season are we on? Two? Three? Uh, I think we're on. Uh, see, they're doing it differently now. Now all they do are these big, epic trips. Yeah. Um, and so they did uh, a, a special uh, seaman, right, where they were in boats in Vietnam, and now they're doing Madagascar. Huh. Okay. I saw yeah. the first three of the first season. I haven't been back. I keep meaning to, and I just haven't. So. Yeah, I've been re-watching them, and they're just delightful. So good. Academy Award winner and Texas native Matthew McConaughey says he wouldn't be opposed to run for governor of the Lone Star State, but says it would God. be up to the people. No. Mc- be a whole said- lot cooler if you did, man. <laughs> <laughs> McConaughey said on the Hugh Hewitt Show podcast, look, Politics seems to be a broken business to me right now. When politics redefines its purpose, I could be a hell of a lot more interested. McConaughey discussed other actors and entertainers who have transitioned from Hollywood to politics, including Arnold Schwarzenegger, Clint Eastwood, Jesse Ventura, and President Trump. He said, you know, I still question how much you can really get done in politics, and I don't know if politics is my avenue to get what maybe I am best equipped to get done. 
During the interview, which centered around his new memoir, Greenlight, McConaughey talked about the divisive nature of the current American political landscape. The next governor's race in Texas is 2022. Current Governor Greg Abbott is up for re-election. McConaughey lives in Austin. He's a film professor and minister of culture <laughs> at the University of Texas in Austin. <laughs> what? He says it's important that the political arena cool down after the bitter battle between Trump and President-elect Joe Biden. Let me tell you what Melba Toast is packing right here, all right? We got 411 Posi Track out back, 750 double pumper, Edelbrock intakes, board over to 30, 11 to 1 pop-up pistons, turbojet, 390 horsepower. We're talking some bleeping muscle. muscle. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. That's the future governor of Texas? Yep. <laughs> oh, that is such who's, a great Who's one. printing? Joe, are you printing? Yes. Yes, I am. In Great Britain, a teacher was fired for getting drunk and flashing her breasts in front of her pupils. Whoa. Oh, boy. Married Phi Ed Department head Catherine Lake, 44 years old, had downed eight Jesus. glasses of wine. <laughs> what? Joe, we can Nothing. hear everything you're doing in your office. It's pretty much okay, louder than your, your voice. It's really, yeah. It's, well, so many uh, Osterholm questions are coming in from listeners. I don't want to lose track of them. Yeah. I'm done now. I won't print anymore. The teacher downed eight glasses of wine at a prom and sat on one student's lap, watched by his stunned pals. Later, she pulled her top down, exposing her breasts while posing with five pupils in a phone booth. The teacher, who also shared a cigarette with a pupil, was so drunk she fell over while trying to sit on a pupil's lap. <laughs> Mrs. Lake, who started boozing with other teachers before the prom, said she was so drunk she doesn't even remember the night. She was fired as head of P.E. at Reepham Secondary School near Norwich in September 2019. Reepham? <laughs> Come on. Well, that's, that's the name. Reepham. Reepham, sew them, do what you will. She admitted unacceptable professional conduct. The teaching regulation agency panel at Coventry recommended she should be uh, fired. I also learned a new saying uh, from this story. I believe it was either in the mail or the sun. Uh, another term for fired in Great Britain is struck off. Oh, struck off. She or made redundant. Off. Yeah, redundant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the government enforced the ban uh, yesterday, lasting at least two years. But now all of this may have a happy ending. Come on. So to speak. <laughs> Come on. Come on, John. Sorry. That's pandering. John, or Kenny, I just sent you the, uh, the story so you could uh, use your line. But go ahead, John. Mrs. Lake said on Facebook, I've made a massive mistake, which has led me to change in my career path. I couldn't be happier. This is going to be my year. So might all work out. Look at she a good-looking gal? Uh, uh, she's a gym teacher. She's a gym teacher, exactly. Good way to put it. I think we'd all need eight glasses of wine. <laughs> 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 In Connecticut, anyway, in Connecticut, <laughs> Nagatuck police said they arrested a half-dressed man for humping trees, screaming, eating branches, and assaulting officers. 36-year-old John Figner was charged with second-degree criminal trespass, second-degree breach of peace, interfering with an officer, and assault on a public safety officer. Police said they were sent to a backyard November 12th around 3 p.m., when they got there, they said Fignar ran into a nearby house, which caused its residents to flee in fear. Fignar eventually came out and was taken into custody. While in custody, he uh, spit at and assaulted officers. 
Uh, he was evaluated at St. Mary's Hospital in Waterbury, found competent, then held on $25,000 bond. He faces a judge in Waterbury next Wednesday. A babysitter has refused to pay a mother emotional support compensation money after she fed the woman's vegetarian children chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Oh, I bet those kids loved it. <laughs> Man, oh, these are I bet that was the happiest day of their lives. <laughs> the 19-year-old had been babysitting for two years, was recently asked by a new family to look after a 7-year-old girl and 9-year-old boy. While she was looking after them, she wanted to reward them for their good behavior, so the two children requested a chicken nugget Happy Meal for dinner. However, the mother was left fuming when she returned to find out her children had eaten the chicken. The babysitter said the mom or kids never once mentioned that they were vegetarian. Uh, now uh, she wants emotional support compensation oh, no, for the babysitter. Blow it out, sure. Throw it out. Throw it out. Put her in jail if you have Put to. Put her in jail. Yeah, mom goes to jail. The mom says uh, she's suing for $430 no, for emotional no, damage. No, no you're, no, you're not. The babysitter said, I. I refused to pay the money and told her that she should have told me about the vegetarianism. Uh, she says the threat of court doesn't intimidate her, the babysitter that is, revealing both her father and two of her brothers are lawyers. Oh, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, it's breaking right now. Michigan state lawmakers have brought articles of impeachment against Governor Whitmer. Oh, I, I, I read earlier today that that was not to be the case, oh. that Republicans were are trying to make the point that we don't impeach somebody just because we disagree with them. Who's bringing this forward? Uh, Michigan state lawmakers. Does it's, well, it's unlikely to, I, Democrats would do it. Yeah, that's what I would guess, too. So I'll, I'll see if I can find a different source here. Michigan. I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. Every week, hundreds of, uh, this is a good deed story, okay? Every week, hundreds of people from around the world visit the free Pizza Dude account on Imager, created by a Nashville man, to either ask for food assistance or help out. I did have to look up Imager. It's been around since 2009. It's a web service, mostly deals in pictures, but also in messages. Uh, This uh, man is uh, Dean Puckett. He said, I've been able to carve out a kind of wholesome side of Imager where people come to my post and help other people. In August 2019, he created the Free Pizza Dude page to help connect the people in need of a meal to willing donors. He said, we're not trying to end world hunger, we're just trying to make people happy, those who would not otherwise be able to afford this kind of food. So far, the page has allowed people to send nearly 4,000 pizzas to strangers in need. Mr. Puckett says he knows what it's like to be hungry. He said he had problems with alcohol and was homeless for four years. Every God on Imager. You need to get quiet. Get... Everybody be quiet. Yep. quiet. <laughs> Larry. 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 Larry needs Larry. a CPAP Larry. machine. Larry's sound asleep. Larry needs a treat. Let me, let me give you a little nudge. Uh, Hi, Larry. How you doing, buddy? I found it, Joe. Uh, a state representative in Michigan by the name of Bo M. Lafave. Uh, he is a Republican, said, Today I introduced articles of, imp- of impeachment against Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The four articles of impeachments, impeachment excuse me, against her include failing to respect the separation of powers by exercising power granted to the legislative branch and violating the Constitution. All right. Oh, now Larry's trying to crawl on my lap. I hope you guys are happy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, this guy uh, gets people pizza when that's they, a fun they story they Jim. say yeah, uh great wonderful <laughs> it's just it's just fantastic say i want <laughs> i want to remind you that at ecofund motorsports in downtown forest lake on highway 61 uh there is a storage capacity and uh ecofund motorsports will be happy to uh Store your scooter for 229 bucks over the winter and give it a full spring tune-up. That's what that price includes. Battery maintenance as well. Electric bikes, 209 bucks, and that gets a spring tune-up and battery maintenance. Motorcycles, $150 for storage and battery maintenance with an additional cost for a spring tune-up at 20% off normal labor rates. You can bring your vehicle to them. Or uh, you can take advantage of their wonderful pickup delivery uh, pickup service, which I had to do because just a little too chilly to ride a, a, a scooter all the way to Forest Lake. Uh, all the winter recreation equipment is in right now. The year-end sales on e-bikes and scooters is taking place. Like I've been saying, buy the thing now at the great price and see if they won't keep it for you. There you or go. even if even if they're out of room, you're still getting the scooter or the e-bike at the best price of the year. Also, great kids' recreational equipment, uh, helmets, apparel, a great service department. And as I say, if, you, uh, if you're if you a little further from uh, Forest Lakes and you would care to ride your scooter there, your e-bike, they'll pick it up for you. Call EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. They're right on, where else? EcoFund Motorsports is right on, Highway 61. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushua. Yes, Kenny. Four score and seven days ago, Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview was founded by Mike Schoonover's granddaddy. And you know what? They're still doing it right. They're a one-stop family-owned third-generation body shop, the sole sponsor of Positive Thursday here at GL. And I guess this will probably be the most positive thing we've said today. Uh, Mike Schoonover, (laughs) he's not on the line with us today, but Schoonover Body Works on County E and Lex up in Shoreview. They've been receiving more love letters like this one from Frank, uh, I mean uh, Al from Alabama. Uh, This shop is wonderful. I worked with Patrick, and he's fantastic. He kept me informed of what was going on with the car and an approximate date that the repairs would be completed. He said it would be completed on a Thursday, and I could pick it up on Friday, and that's exactly what happened. They replaced the rear bumper cover. It looks great. There's no way anybody could tell that this cover has been replaced. The paintwork, perfect, and I do mean perfect. Hopefully it won't need any body work done anytime soon, but if I do... My car will be back at Schoonover. Thank you. A very satisfied garage logician. Kenny. And bu- Kenny. Go ahead. Go not ahead, only Joe. is it a great shop, but can I tell you a quick story about what great customers they have? Yeah, I don't go think ahead, I, I don't think Noah would mind. There's a kid who works here who bought my Porsche, and then I went to hell on him. And uh, Noah emailed me, GLers being GLers. He, he ferried a guy home the other day, uh, and the guy said, wait here. As he went in the house, he came back out and he gave Noah a hundred dollar bill, and he said, "That's for the Porsche." And they oh. both they both oh. listened to the podcast. Awesome! Oh my goodness, isn't cool. that cool? Oh. You GLers are so awesome. Yeah, uh, and 
you've really, really kept uh, Schoonover going during the, the last half a year or so. It's just been wonderful. If you need anything, and I mean anything at all, glass, service, oil change, tires, bodywork, frame, uh, paintless dent removals, anything at all, uh, Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview, they've been at it for 80 years. They're always, always rated as one of the best body shops in the metro. When it comes to body shops, we know, and Mike knows, you have a choice. Uh, thankfully, our choice here at GL, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. On yesterday's show, you were discussing the aluminum shortage that may make it difficult for breweries to can and distribute their beverages. While refusing to recycle his Diet Coke cans, the clairvoyant Patrick Ricey has been saying for years that the people have a hot industry in mining for aluminum. Maybe we should have been taking him more seriously. Uh, in another note, since it has been revealed that you are a connoisseur of such things, I'm wondering if you are familiar with one of my favorite Hallmark movies. You know, the one in which the big city gal is forced to move to a small town and finds yeah. love in an unexpected place. Pushing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. back, Jeff. Oh, okay, and this is from Jordy. This is from Sky News in the UK. People have been told now to open their windows this winter to decrease coronavirus risk, but be sure to make your home more energy efficient to save our mother. <laughs> okay. Uh, and here, uh, from Bert, I'm sorry, Farnsworth in Fort Worth. Uh, he's come up with a few working titles for the Souchere Royce Hallmark collaboration. Oh. Uh, movie number one The Game of Claws. Get get it, Claw, yeah, Santa a, Claus, Santa yeah. Claus. Uh, second movie, I didn't say you were one. <laughs> <laughs> All I got for Christmas was the look. All right. And then Peter weighs in. Uh, I found yesterday's Garage Logic podcast amusing as the thought of Pat the Scribe Ricey and you and your one-piece red flannel long footy underwear collaborating in front of a glowing fireplace complete with polar bear skin rug giddily tap-tap-tapping away on your Tandy laptop to write the next installment of the weekly Sports Talk Hallmark Christmas movie to come alongside such previous titles as Here Comes Santa's Flaws... <laughs> Technical Miracle on 34th Street, <laughs> Frosty Oatmeal Ass the Snowman, <laughs> Sleigh Ride with Roycey, Polar Blue Line Express, Podcasting on Christmas, The Baby Walk First Christmas, Married Forever at Christmas, uh, Harmony Spirits Christmas, nice. Yuletide Global Warming Eco Fund on Christmas Morning, <laughs> Unwrap My Tool to Find Chill Boys. There you know. Uh, unwrap My... But quarantine with the Ice Queen and Christmas meet and greet at Grunhofer's. Uh, thank you. Respectfully submitted, Mr. Peter Albrecht. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Suit. Yeah. I just saw a guy on westbound 694 go past Rice Street on a motorcycle. You get that at this time of year, Kenny. That'll happen. It's 54 degrees. Oh, thank you. Well, let me look. Maybe don't, it's not 54. Don't you need to be worried about sand? Don't you? Uh, I would. It's don't 54. You? I was right. Don't you? I would be. Or no. Or, or no. no. Or no. Or no. Dang it. I should have thrown in the or no at the end. <laughs> and only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India, from our friend Tom Lyman. It's on this day in Minnesota history, November 19th. Uh, in 1855, 
the singing Hutchinson family of New Hampshire founds the town of Hutchinson in McLeod County. From 1841 until the close of the Civil War, the Hutchinsons toured the United States giving concerts of popular and patriotic patriotic songs. In 1945... I bet that was a rollicking good time. Yeah, I bet that was fun. Party? Wow. (laughs) The after-hours party, boy. (laughs) We're going to have cake and milk. (laughs) <laughs> on this date in 194 they had to be pretty good kenny if they could found their own town we're gonna have open face sandwiches yeah. <laughs> and look at the village canopies <laughs> on this day in 1945 super value groceries receives minnesota's first shipment of air freighted vegetables the cargo includes tomatoes, asparagus, figs, and avocados, and a special basket is given to Minneapolis Mayor Hubert H. Humphrey and Governor Edward J. Thye, T-H-Y-E. All right, in 1971 on this day, radioactive cooling water from the Monticello nuclear power plant overflows its tank and eventually reaches the Mississippi River. And to imagine, we're still here. We're okay. I had forgotten that that happened. I had absolutely forgotten that that happened. Tomorrow, Dr. Michael Osterholm from the University of Minnesota will be joining us on the podcast, and we've all got a lot of questions. You won't miss one big one this day. It's not uh, a local one, but this day in 1963, and I made reference to it in my Schoonover uh, plug. What? Yeah. The, The Gettysburg Address. 1863. 1863. Oh, did I say 19? I meant 18. Yes, yeah. 1863. In Minnesota? Oh, God. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, We don't know that. Uh, Just a minute. What can I do for you? I don't. Advice? No, we don't need your advice for yes, anything. Yes, actually, tell her I'd like her thoughts on voter fraud. Uh, Reavers would like your thoughts on voter fraud. Oh, 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 What? Well, you're talking to Reavers. Don't talk to me. Oh. Yeah. Joe, Joe I'm, agrees I'm so with you. glad you're back at home doing the show. Jeez, Louise. Can you leave now, please? No, I don't think you're going to find six million votes. I said, do you think there's voter fraud? No, I don't. Yes, there's always some, but I don't think it was enough to uh, undo Just the election. Tell her what she wants that's to hear. I'm, I'm trying to, Kenny. I'm trying to. What now? That's not fraud. No, you're right. That's not fraud. That's just, that's just mistakes. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, right. We don't know that. Don't, don't be condescending to me. Don't be you condescending to her, she said. You know what happens. You know what happens. I, oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you should do, Joe? Huh? You know what you should do? What? You should go and Save get the me. CP some Harmony Spirits. Oh. Hey, they have great news, by the way. This was just Can announced. Can you imagine by- her lit up and ranting? Oh, no. Boy. I would <laughs> never seen sign it. up I've for never that seen podcast. It. I I've never so. seen it. Uh, they announced this the other day, by the way. You can now get Harmony Spirits on Google. How about She's this? one of those irritating people who can nurse a Cosmo for about two hours. Oh. I, I'm not one of those people. No, we're not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Quit lurking in the hallway. 
So uh, I have received numerous emails from people that live out of state that listen to the GL podcast, and they're wondering how they can maybe get some Harmony Spirits. Here's your chance. I'm going to retweet this and also provide this link in today's episode. But this is really cool for the gift-giving time of the year. Harmony Spirits is now on Google. If you're unfamiliar, by the way, uh, handcrafted spirits made right here in Harmony, Minnesota. They also have gift baskets that are available at the tasting room, available for curbside pickup. Harmony Spirits is also at Total Wine and More. Check them out on their website, HarmonySpirits.net. Mm-hmm. Any more thoughts, Joe? No, Such, I, I have. No. I want to run a question by you for uh, Doctor Osterholm tomorrow, uh, and I'm serious. And I've heard that um, the Brainiacs I've been listening to that there's a chance this virus is evolving. It's changing. Um, as we go here, and I'm wondering, is the virus evolving, and will it possibly adapt to the vaccine, do a workaround, and keep going? Yeah. Why don't you remind me of that tomorrow? I will. But yeah. um, and it'd be fun if we got the GLers to send in some questions too. I already, I've got plenty of questions. Don't worry. Okay. I've gone to an expert and requested questions, and I have really. Great questions in mind to ask him tomorrow. Oh, okay, can you cool. also throw in his thoughts on voter fraud? <laughs> I just don't want to squander our time with him because I know he's busy, and right. uh, you know, I don't want, want him to think that Reavers actually represents the whole show. Sorry, Chris. I love you. I deserve that one. I love you. Here's a great question. Here's a great question for him. What makes you most frightful or most hopeful? Right, that is a good, yep. Well, that would play into your question, Kenny. Is this damn thing going to become something else? Yeah. Why don't we find out tomorrow? Because neither of us can answer that question. Well, shouldn't the answer to that just be the the fact that we now have a vaccine that's 95% effective? Well, but Kenny's question was, if it mutates, will the vaccine still be effective? True, true, true. Oh, but the flu's mutated over the years, hasn't it? Yeah. Who knows? Why are we doing this? We're going to have a guy on tomorrow. (laughs) I think you're just avoiding going back out in the hallway. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Stand right here. You, you know what I would do? I, even though we're signing off, I would, if I were you, just keep talking into that just microphone. Just pretend he's still doing this. I got a, I got a window here that opens. I could leave right through the window. There you Nobody go. would never be the wiser. <laughs> no, huh? I think the last time you left through a window, you were wearing a yellow banana suit. <laughs> oh, oh, God, no, we don't need to go there. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Right. How about we just? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll hit that button right there. I had no idea where I was when I landed on an adjoining roof. <laughs> someday the story will come well, out. We'll tell it someday. Oh, that is fantastic. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Pod M, and the neatest function of that is you get notified instantly when today's episode of GL is available. And please do us a favor and give them a rate and review in both your Apple or Google Play store and there's also prizes for each and every time that you listen to gl your chance so pod mn listen local we'll catch you tomorrow on the voter fraud podcast there is no voter fraud
His name is Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is on the line with us right now, and you should call him today for a free 48-minute financial analysis at 952-925-5608. Josh Arnold will always give you straight talk and never, ever going to give you sugar-coated advice. And Josh, I have to give you credit. You accurately predicted the markets responding to another discovery of a vaccine. So congratulations on that prediction, sir. Chris, thank you very much. There will be, in my estimation, more companies coming with vaccines. The biggest issue is getting the distribution right and the distribution fair. I do believe that the vaccines could well help us to return to some semblance of normal. That said, many changes that have taken place in the economy and the way that you and I do business will continue. That being e-commerce will continue Take a lot of share from retail. That's not to say that going into a store is going to go away. Amazon, of course, as they are the leader in e-commerce and they continue to take share and provide new offerings, including the announcement the, the other day that they're going into pharmacy. Amazon's move into pharmacy has hurt a little bit. Uh, Walgreens, CVS, at least their stock price. Target reported their earnings this week. And what did they see a big increase? Increase in e-commerce, a tremendous boost in e-commerce, and that helped their same store sales growth year over year up 10%. Target sees itself as a one-stop solution ad- advantage, and that has helped Target move their share price up. Walmart reported uh, earlier in the week same type of move on a positive basis. Walmart and Target are hitting new 52-week highs. Now, maybe they do cut in a little bit to to Amazon's business because they're local. Uh, Next week, Best Buy reports their numbers, and I would look to see an increase there in their e-commerce offerings, and that, that could move Best Buy up a bunch. Some of the, we'll say, shutdowns that are going to be coming in the next month do look for those companies that will specialize e-commerce, and those companies will continue to be to be leaders. Fantastic, Josh. And as we mentioned earlier today, you should give Mr. Money Talk a call today for a free 48-minute analysis at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. His name is Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk, and he's always going to give you straight talk, and he's never going to give you sugar-coated advice.